0: Hello and welcome to the Turbulent World of Middle East Soccer, or Mid-East Soccer Podcast. I'm your host, James Dorsey. This week's suicide attack on revolutionary guards in Iran's southeastern province of Sistan and Baluchistan, the second in two months, could not have come at a more awkward moment for Pakistani Prime Minister Imran Khan. The assault on a bus carrying the guards back from patrols on the province's border with the troubled Pakistani region of Balochistan, killed 27 people and wounded 13 others. It occurred days before Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman was scheduled to visit Pakistan as part of a tour of Asian countries. Mm -hmm. While Balochistan is set to figure prominently in Prince Mohammed's talks with Mr. Khan, The attack also coincided with a U.S.-sponsored conference in Warsaw, widely seen as an effort by the Trump administration to further isolate Iran economically and diplomatically. Inside the conference, dubbed the Ministerial to promote a future of peace and security in the Middle East, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo insisted that U.S. policy was designed to force Iran to alter its regional and defense policies and not geared towards the regime change in Tehran. Yet, US President Donald Trump appeared to be sending mixed messages to the Iranians as well as skeptical European governments with his personal lawyer, Rudolf Giulani, addressing a rally outside the conference organized by the Mujahideen Echalk, a controversial Iranian exile group believed to enjoy Saudi backing. Mr. Giulali told the protesters, who waved Iranian flags and giant yellow balloons emblazoned with the words, regime change, that we want to see a regime change in Iran. Mr. Trump appeared to fuel suspicion that Mr. Giulani represented his true sentiment by tweeting on the eve of the Warsaw Conference. In a reference to the 40th anniversary of the Islamic Revolution, 40 years of corruption, 40 years of repression, 40 years of terror, the regime in Iran has produced only 40 years of failure. The long-suffering Iranian people deserve a much brighter future. In a statement, the Revolutionary Guards blamed the attack on mercenaries of intelligence agencies of world arrogance and domination a reference to saudi arabia the united states and israel jaysh al-adl or the army of justice a pakistan-based splinter group that traces its roots to saudi-backed anti-shiite groups with a history of attacks on iranian and shiite targets has claimed responsibility for the attack the group says it is not seeking Baloch secession from iran instead It wants to force the regime of Iran to respect the demands of the Muslim Baloch and Sunni society, alongside the other compatriots of our country. Militants targeted a Revolutionary Guards headquarters in December in a rare suicide bombing in Chabahar, home to Iran's Indian-backed port on the Arabian Sea, a mere 70 kilometers from the Chinese-supported port of Guadar, a crown jewel in the Pakistani leg of the People's Republic's Belt and Road Initiative. The attacks coupled with indications that Saudi Arabia and the United States may be contemplating covert action against Iran using Pakistani Balochistan as a launching pad and heightened Saudi economic and commercial interest in the province frame Prince Mohammed's upcoming talks in Islamabad. During his visit, Prince Mohammed is expected to sign a Memorandum of Understanding on a framework for $10 billion in Saudi investments. The memorandum includes a plan by Saudi national oil company Aramco to build a refinery in Gwadar, as well as Saudi investment in Balochistan's Reco-Dik copper and gold mine. The investments would further enhance Saudi influence in Pakistan, as well as the Kingdom's foothold in Balochistan they would come on the back of significant Saudi aid to help Pakistan evade a financial crisis that included $3 billion deposits in Pakistan's central bank to support the country's balance of payments and another $3 billion in deferred payments for oil imports. Taken together, the refinery, a strategic oil reserve in Gwadar, and the mine would also help Saudi Arabia In potential efforts to prevent shavahar from emerging as a powerful arabian sea hub saudi funds have been flowing for some time into the coffers of ultra-conservative anti-shiite anti-iranian sunni muslim madrasas or religious seminars in balochistan it remains unclear whether they originate with the saudi government or saudi nationals of baloch descent and members of the two million strong pakistani diaspora in the kingdom. The funds help put in place potential building blocks for possible covert action should the kingdom and or the United States decide to act on proposals to support irredentist activity. The flow started at about the time that the Riyadh-based International Institute for Iranian Studies, formerly known as the Arabian Gulf Center for Iranian Studies, an allegedly Saudi government-backed think tank published a study that argued that Chabahar posed a direct threat to the Arab Gulf states that called for immediate countermeasures. If executed, covert action could jeopardize Indian hopes to use Chabahar to bypass Pakistan, significantly enhance its trade with Afghanistan and Central Asian nations, and create an antidote to Gwadar. Pakistani analysts expect an estimated $5 billion in Afghan trade to flow through Chabahar after India in December started handling the port's operations. Iranian concerns that the attacks represent a U.S. and or Saudi covert effort are grounded not only in more recent U.S. and Saudi policies, including Mr. Trump's withdrawal last year from the 2015 international agreement to curb Iran's nuclear program, despite confirmation of its adherence to the accord, and re of harsh economic sanctions against the Islamic Republic. They are also rooted in the U.S. and Saudi backing of Iraq in the 1980s Gulf War, U.S. overtures in the last year to Iranian Kurdish insurgents, the longstanding broad spectrum of support of former and serving U.S. officials for the Mujahideen Khalq, and in recent years of Prince Turki Al Faisal, a former Saudi head of intelligence and ex-ambassador to the United States and Britain, said Ali Vaz, the International Crisis Group's Iran analyst, the concern was never that the Trump admin would avert its eyes from Iran, but rather that it is inflicted by an unhealthy obsession with it, in hyping the threat emanating from Iran, Trump is more likely than not to mishandle it and thus further destabilize the Middle East, Ali Baez said. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. A written version of this podcast is on my blog, The Turbulent World of Middle East Soccer, at mideastsoccer.blogspot.com. Please join me for my next podcast in the coming days. All the best, and take care.